You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you can get podcasts. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a special Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The Yankees are in Texas playing the Rangers. Last time we signed off, we said we hope it goes well. They lost the first game with Garrett Cole on the mound, and Jordan Lyles beat them, and he has an ERA over six. So safe to say, not great. We're going to pivot a little bit in this episode and not recap the series that, you know, maybe got a little better. Maybe not. You're probably not that in tune to it anyway. So we are going to take a different angle here. We have a special guest. We are going to talk to MLB insider Robert Murray, who is with Fansided. He's going to be breaking down all the Yankees trade rumors and what they're looking for at the deadline as it approaches. What names are realistic? What names can you rule out and maybe get your hopes down for? Uh, Thomas Carinante, uh, our podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you're about to hear and you like what we give you in general, drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question in that review. We'll be more than happy to answer it. Thomas, pretty excited for this episode. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, long time waiting, uh, long time coming. Uh, we cannot wait to get into a lot of topics that we, you and I have been talking about. We just make stuff up, talk about uh, <laughs> trade rumors that we like to enjoy uh, and uh, speculate for the weeks and the months coming. And now we finally have somebody who could probably tell us that we're wrong. Um, well, last night, uh, we had some we had some good moments last night. Luke Voigt, first homer of the season, was absolutely tattooed. Um, Garrett Cole. Uh, broke the MLB record for most consecutive strikeouts uh, without issuing a walk. I believe it was 61 uh, before he finally issued that walk. Um, so uh, it wasn't pretty. They didn't really get the bats going. Lost 5-2. Cole got knocked around a little bit, but it's going to happen. Um, but before we get into things, I know we have an MLB insider on today, but uh, unfortunately, he's not breaking this news that we're about to deliver to you. Uh, this is your pubic service announcement, everybody, and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer 
which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. I know we've been talking about the Lawnmower 3.0 on previous podcasts, but guess what? You can now join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. It's good times. Uh, so what makes this trimmer different from the previous ones we were talking about? Pretty easy. A new multifunction on-off switch that can, that can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. Uh, the Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Um, the new trimmer also allows you to customize your trim all over uh, through additional guard length sizes one through four. It is waterproof, so you can do this in the shower. It's a great time. Just make sure you have one of those little snake things over the drain. You don't really want to be digging all that stuff out uh, when it gets clogged up. Uh, but guys, if you're interested, it's pretty simple. Uh, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Robert Murray, MLB insider, national baseball columnist for fansided.com. How are you, man? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. I'm just a little bummed that I didn't get the Manscaped scoop, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get the next one then. Yeah, I mean, they're they're always innovating. There's always a 5.0, so we're not going to, you know, we will not lord that one over you. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, the Yankees in the trade deadline, the speculation is already beginning. Uh, it is the middle of May. And it's clear that this offense that a lot of people thought was probably complete is maybe one to two to three bats short. We're not really sure. Uh, a lot of talk about lefty bats. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But let's figure it. We'll, we'll cover the big names right up top. Um, Trevor Story is a name that we're going to hear connected to the Yankees until he is traded. Uh, despite the fact that Glaber Torres... His defense has bounced back a little since the beginning of the season. Uh, this was supposed to be sort of the year where Torres was determined to be the shortstop of the future or not. I would say he has done a lot to hold down that mantle early, but I guess we still don't know yet because people are still connecting the Yankees and the Rockies for Story, who, who's got to be very available at this point. Now, do you feel like the Yankees and Rockies match up here? Is that still a fit or are the Yankees sort of committed to Torres? I think the Yankees are a fit for story. I, I think that's absolutely something that they're going to explore at the deadline. And do they have the pieces? I think they do. I think it would end up taking major league players and also prospects at the same time to get a deal done um, because he's going to end up being a really coveted player. It's not going to be just the Yankees in, in on this. It's going to be multiple teams. And I'm very confident that he is going to be traded. Now the Yankees are going to have to make a decision on whether or not they want to make a trade for Story or any other shortstop that's going to be available that's going to become a free agent at the end of the year. Because any free agent or any player that they acquire that's a free agent, especially a guy like Story, the pressure's on the Yankees to re-sign that player. Because you don't want to trade for Story for two months, maybe a little bit more than that, and then have him go in free agency and, and sign a different shortstop because that just looks like bad practice. Um, so I think the Yankees are going to be in on story. I think they should do everything they can to get him because that would be the kind of player I would target for agency, especially a guy like Corey Seager too, um, who's going to be a free agent. Um, but story is going to be most likely the number one or the number one candidate for the Yankees at the deadline. Wow. Uh, so that kind of brings us to Torres, man. I know it's a little bit complicated. Uh, his defense is bounced back. They know what he's capable on offense, but we're really not seeing it so far. Um, so what do you, what would you 
suspect they do. Do you think Torres is included in this package? Do you think he gets bumped over to second base and they figure out another situation where they can kind of, I guess, fluctuate DJ LeMahieu, Gio Urshela, and Luke Voigt working around, you know, the infield? I know that would require Luke Voigt doing some DH, but what, what do you think that would mean for Torres if Story is actually a top target for the Yankees at the deadline? Yeah, it would mean a couple of different things. I don't think they would end up putting him in a trade package unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, as you said, they're, they like their, his defense. He's gotten better since the start of the year. Yeah. Um, but if they end up getting Story or a different shortstop of that caliber, I would think they end up moving – or they would have Story at shortstop and then move Torres to second, then LeMahieu over to first base and just make it work because those are all really talented players and and who knows, maybe even Torres moving the second base kind of takes the pressure off of him a little bit uh, and, and allows him to perform at the level the Yankees think he can because they think he's a foundational piece. And I have a hard time seeing them move a player like that just for two months of uh, of Trevor's story. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, I sort of contend, and this is just speculation, but it, it does sort of feel like DJ LeMahieu being this good and this essential to what the Yankees do was an accident like it wasn't <laughs> their plan was to keep Torres at second in the long term and then eventually spend big on some shortstop during this upcoming cycle and then LeMahieu was like the number one MVP candidate for the Yankees in 2019 and 20 and then they were kind of backed into a corner where they were like um like are we really going to en- enrage the fan base by letting him walk and-, and then ultimately the plan kind of changed um now that does bring me into uh, something that I want to, you know, think about at least, you know, I have a specific context for it, but it's sort of an overarching question that we've, you know, specified. Uh, a lot of these options, story for sure, many of the other names you're going to hear on the trade market are probably people who are in their final year of arbitration eligibility, are approaching free agency, and therefore are making more money, you know, whether it is on an ARB contract or a long term deal they're making enough money that would push the Yankees over the luxury tax threshold, which is something they claim that they have no, in, like it's sort of been the mandate. They're not going to do that, but it does make you wonder, is there, do you get the sense that there's any wiggle room to go over the luxury tax? If say story is available or if a pitcher like Max Scherzer gets dangled, which, you know, might be pure speculation, but is definitely the biggest name that has arisen 2017 Justin Verlander style like do you think that the Yankees are going to let the luxury tax dictate their plans and let people like Story or Scherzer go elsewhere or are they going to be willing to adjust if they're looking the Red Sox dead in the eyes and the Red Sox are saying we're going to get Scherzer if you don't step in you know is there any way they bend on that I'm going to be honest I haven't dug on that recently but at the at the or in the offseason I did not get any sense whatsoever that they were willing to go over that threshold unless it was a, a special circumstance and maybe a guy like Story or Scherzer is that special circumstance um, but if the Yankees want to contend this year and you've said it before they're one to two to three pieces away from being like a really good team offensively or and they also need pitching help too because Scherzer is going to end up being most likely the top guy in the market but if I'm if I'm the rock or if I'm the Yankees front office and I want to find a cheap alternative or a cheaper alternative, maybe a guy like John Gray would be pretty good. Um, he would keep them. I don't know. Ali, how close are they to the luxury tax threshold right now? Do you guys know off the top it, of your head? Yeah. It, it's like away. 3 million. It's oh, like it's $3 million. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's very close, but John Gray is making $6 million this year. And then they're going to end up getting him 
And a fraction of that cost just because he's pitched a couple of months into the season already. He's going to pitch a little bit more. Um, but he's going to most likely be one of the first players traded. And I think the Yankees would be really smart to pursue him along with Story. Maybe you uh, you go after both of those guys in a trade. I know that would cost a ton. Um, but maybe if you miss on a Story type, you end up going for Gray and keeps them closer to that threshold um, and allows them to be more flexible in the offseason, especially when all these shortstops are available so they can sign up without having to worry about um, that number again. But um, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough for them to go over that threshold this year. I'll, I'll be completely honest about that. But if they're in a position to contend, which they are, even though they're struggling right now, they're what they're only two and a half games out of first place in the division. Yeah. If they're even closer than that, or if they're in first place, come the trade deadline, maybe they end up going for it. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm skipping ahead here, Adam, because this is obviously bringing up a good point. Uh, and like we've had the reservations of their uh, their willingness to go over the luxury tax. But a couple weeks ago, we did learn that this grievance with Jacoby Ellsbury is still alive and well. Um, I know Jacoby Ellsbury has been exiled to some random island. Uh, nobody's probably seen him in two or three years. <laughs> uh, but we did we did learn that there is a $21.6 million grievance for him to recover his salary, I believe, from last year. And then the buyout that would have been for this year, which was around uh, four or five million dollars. I'm not sure. I just know the total is teetering on the edge of twenty two million dollars. So if that does get settled in Jacoby Ellsbury's favor or they settle on an amount that is still above that $3 million that pushes them past the $210 million threshold. And the Yankees are screwed anyway, because they're going to lose some spots with their draft picks. Potentially Um, you can go into that. You know, you probably more know than we do. Uh, But if they get hit with that tax or, or that, you know, that, that settlement, does that make them more willing to just be like, you know what, screw it. We're just going to blow by it another $20 million and we'll pay whatever, whatever the 30 or 35% is at that point. Yeah, I uh, first off, I want to say that I have not heard the name Jacoby Ellsbury in a very long time. So that's a nice <laughs> little throwback. I always forget that he ended up playing for the Yankees. Um, kind of, but, uh, sort of. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, that's uh, he was a, definitely a mystery man for sure. But like, I'm I'll be honest, I haven't dug on that situation all too much. I, I don't want to pretend like I, I, I know. <laughs> um, but like I would uh, once I get off the podcast with you guys, I can probably end up looking deeper into that if you want me to. Cool. Yeah. I mean, just based on conventional wisdom, we were suspecting that if they were to get, if they were to get hit with that and the number, cause then say they get hit with 15 million and they end up, you know, axing maybe I guess the buyout that brings them to what, like two twenty three million, And then what's acquiring Scherzer at the deadline, another 16 million. So at that point, yeah. it just seems like it's, you know, it's you got it's a five billion dollar franchise. Just cough up the extra ten million. You already got screwed. There's no way. You know, there's no way yeah. around it because this is coming at a this is coming at a at a bad time. Um, but uh, uh, back to the trade talks. You know, we had the issues uh, as you've seen earlier this year with Aaron Hicks, his inability to kind of produce at the plate, uh, especially from the left side, which has been a serious issue because the Yankees are dying for left handed at bats. Uh, for some reason, the front office didn't think it was a good idea to kind of arm this team with the lefty bats that they need to take advantage of that short porch. Uh, extremely righty heavy. I know they do have some left-handed bats, but they're not entirely effective. Um, his arm was having trouble in the outfield as well. 
Um, and then you look ahead now, he's dealing with this wrist injury. So have you heard anything about them even before the wrist injury about them upgrading their outfield depth because the outfield's kind of a nightmare right now? You have Judge, who's performing great, but you know he's missing time here and there because of the soreness. And you have Clint Frazier, who just can't hit the ball. We don't know why. And now Hicks, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. So have you heard anything on that front in terms of, in terms of trades or any upgrades of, of, of the sort? Yeah, I've I've heard them mention with um, a couple of different or a couple of different names just speculatively, um, just because outfield is probably going to be a, a need come the trade deadline. And the, one of the names I had heard, and this was from a rival executive, it's nobody with knowledge of of uh, the Yankees' plans, but it was Byron Buxton. Um, the Twins this year are a lot worse than I think anybody could have ever imagined. Um, and if they end up continuing at this pace, they're going to end up being a pretty heavy seller. And I mean, they have guys in the bullpen and the rotation and Andrelton Simmons, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, um, who are going to be available. But I would imagine a lot of teams are going to end up looking at a guy like Buxton and trying to get him away from Minnesota. I don't know exactly if that's going to happen just because they really value him there. And rightfully so his defense there is incredible. Um, and he, he's just an elite athlete. But I would imagine the Yankees place a call there. And who knows, maybe they end up making a trade. They have a history of making deals with, with the Twins. And um, if they can end up getting him for a price that makes sense for the Yankees, I would imagine they would do it. I just don't know if that's going to happen because, as I said, he's going to be a pretty coveted guy. That's such a funny one just because it's really illustrative of how much things can change in even a month and a half of regular season baseball. Like, all of us did our trade speculation this offseason. We all tried to pinpoint last place teams. We all we you know, we we bled the Rockies roster to we bled it dry. And we're like, is there anyone the Yankees can pick off on the Rockies? What about the Rangers? And we never at any point anticipated we'd be talking twins, maybe even more so than the Pirates. I mean, I, I don't know. But yeah, the, the twins are yeah, yeah it's it's unbelievable. Um stick around, we'll be right back. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. We sort of we've laid out a couple of, of lefty bat targets and, and a couple of names have, have piqued my interest. And so I wonder if, you know, you've heard anything about the availability of these guys that you can expand uh, upon a little bit, whether it's the Yankees or whether it's just sort of teams calling around. Um, I mean, Buxton sort of rises to the to the top of, of the that list. shocks I mean, me. That shocks me. And now that we're even thinking about it, I'm reevaluating my priorities. <laughs> um, but the guys that we've sort of thought about and, and spilled a lot of ink on lately are. Joey Gallo uh, from the Rangers, who I've seen definitely. I saw sort of in order yesterday, speculation go, Gallo is available. The Mets are looking for outfield bats. And when you see those tweets back to back, you're like, okay, so Mets and Gallo, maybe. Um, but yeah. I've seen Gallo's name a lot. And I'm starting to see Andrew Benintendi's name a little bit as the Royals lose their grip on the best record in baseball and now have uh, not that at all. Um, so I was wondering what you could tell me about those two guys. Are they both available? Are there a lot of teams in on Gallo and what's sort of the more likely outcome? 
first I want to clarify, Buxton isn't uh, isn't available. It's just the yeah. guy that's going to end up being probably asked about a lot in trade talks. I just wanted right. to clarify that one for the record. No, good. Um, but almost like uh, Gallo is going to end up being he's already available. Um, and the Rangers are taking plenty of calls on him, and I would imagine the Mets are going to be in on that because they're already looking for outfield help. Um, and the Yankees would make sense for me uh, for for Gallo. I think a lot of teams will think he can be a lot better than he's been in Texas just because of his power numbers are just insane. Um, and Ben Intendi, I, I think he's going to end up being available or at least another guy that's discussed. I don't know exactly how high teams are on him just because um, – he's been pretty inconsistent in the past and he's tweaked some things with his at, at the plate, which has been pretty intriguing for him. It's, it's helped him a bit. Um, but his ceiling, it may not be as high as a guy like Gallo or a guy like Buxton. And he might be the third option. And I don't know if the Royals are going to end up getting an offer to their liking for Ben Intendi, especially since they just ended up getting him from Boston. But um, you never know. He's, he's plenty of talent. He was hyped up for a reason. And maybe some team thinks that they can end up getting more out of him than, and the Royals and, and the Red Sox have. Uh, I another thing popped into my mind now because now we're talking about potential sellers. I we, we've just been we've been talking about the Chicago Cubs. So just the baseball community is talking about them and their, um, yeah. I guess their uh, their plan for the future because this is their core that they've had for the last five six years. Um, everybody's becoming a free agent. Uh, they're okay. They're not really blowing anybody away right now. So what do you see them doing at the deadline? And do you see a match with the Yankees at all? If they were to, if they were to start cleaning house and maybe Brian Cashman sees something there, I don't know if anything makes sense. Yeah, the Cubs are, (laughs) they're going to be a very aggressive seller. It looks like, um, in my opinion, I think they should sell or it's either going to be an aggressive sell or it's going to end up being, I'm trying to go for one last run at it with this current roster. And that's not something I would do at all because that team is, is for lack of a better phrase, a mess. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Yankees, they would line up. I've, they would line up. I think, are you, am I still there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My screen just went black. Sorry about that. Oh, it's all right. Okay. Um, But I, I think they would line up potentially for a Javier Baez type. And that's not the most intriguing one yeah. to me is because he's really struggled this year and he's not been the same player the last couple of years. Um, maybe they end up looking for outfielders in Chicago. I mean, they have a couple of guys who could make sense, but um, Baez stands out to me. Maybe they end up going for a starting pitcher. Um, I don't know exactly who would all be intriguing off of that staff just because Hendricks has really struggled this year. Same with Zach Davies, um, Jake Arrieta, perhaps. I mean, he's only on a one-year deal, and I don't know if the Yankees want to do it a rental if they end up getting a guy like Story or or Baez or someone along those lines. So I think they could absolutely have those discussions, and they probably will. Um, but if we're if we're looking at a, a potential fit, Baez is the one that stands out to me, and that's not their best option. Yeah, yeah, that feels like maybe a, a last ditch thing. Um, so we have. Uh, We've been we've talked seriously. We we've broken down a lot of, of serious trade options and we've sort of been we've put on our objective journalist hats. We're gonna very briefly put on our, our Yankees fan hats and <laughs> try to get to the bottom of something that has bugged us for a couple of years now. Um the Yankees tax in trades. Uh do we think 
Is that real? Are GMs competing? Are GMs asking for more out of the Yankees than they would out of other teams in recent years by your experience? And sort of the Garrett Cole Astros trade is the specific package where we as fans could never quite pinpoint. Did the Pirates really think Joe Musgrove and Colin Moran were better fits than Clint Frazier, David Garcia, Miguel Andujar, or were those Yankees not really on the table? Is it something out of nothing? Or are there certain teams that ask the Yankees for 15 to 20% more than they would ask other competing offers? That's a very good question. And I, I do actually believe that's a thing with some teams, at least. <laughs> I mean, because it, it, it's it certainly seems that way, especially with the Garrett Cole thing, as you said. But um Nowadays, I don't know if that happens as much as it used to, just because all these teams are trying to, uh, I don't want to say win the trade, but they're looking for fair value. And mm-hmm. if they end up, they, they're not going to just try to rip the Yankees off just to say that they did, or they're not going to just ask the Yankees for more um, just out of this, just because they're the Yankees. Um, but in the past, especially with Cole, that was, I think that was a legit thing. Like I, executives will not say it like i can promise you that but um i I, that i don't think you're wrong with that let's just say that cool i'll I'll take it because we've been we've been complaining about that for however long it seemed odd we didn't really know why but now now we ask our at least i ask myself i don't know how deeply you think about this adam but like you look back on the last couple of years right see gary sanchez kind of taking a step back it's becoming a little bit more evident that he's not exactly the catcher of the future. Um, Clint Frazier was a guy who gave them a really inspiring 2019 with those uh, 70 games that he played. Um, and Mike Talkman, you go back, they got Mike Talkman for like a, a, a pile of cash and a low level prospect. And then he turned into what a 3.5 war player during the 2019 season. Do you think that this potential Yankees tax had, the Yankees holding on to these guys because they didn't want to get lowballed or, or, uh, or uh, yeah, lowballed in offers, or they just wanted to hang on to as many guys as they can to maximize their potential. Because to me, I'm looking back and I'm looking at those three guys and they just traded Mike Talkman for Wandy Peralta. And like, not that I think that that's an awful trade, but like you could have just traded Mike Talkman before the 2020 season and probably gotten a much better reliever, especially if you knew you were keeping Clint Frazier and you had Aaron Hicks and you were keeping Brett Garner and Aaron Judge. So what's your take on those three guys? And or if you have anybody else that you think they've held on for too long or it affected their willingness in making a deal, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'll stick with those three guys for right now. But if we're talking about Andrew Har, Sanchez, and who is the other one? Oh, Talkman. That's right. Uh, Fra- um, Frazier, too. About, oh, and Clint Frazier. Yeah. Um, I, I I think the Yankees were wise to hold on to those guys. And okay. they didn't end up getting an offer that they liked. That's because uh, I had asked about those guys with different Yankees people. And that's mm-hmm. basically what I ended up hearing back. And it wasn't a case of them holding on to them too long. It's also just they thought they were really good players. You mentioned Talkman. He had a 3.5 war, was really good. Um, Sanchez, they thought, was the catcher of the future. They thought he was going to end up being the guy, even though he struggled defensively. Like That was a, a, an issue that they were well aware about, but um, they thought his offensive potential would end up masking those concerns, and that hasn't been the case. Um, so if we're looking at those guys in trades right now, we already saw it with Talkman. You end up getting Wandy Peralta back. and like, As soon as that trade happened, I thought it was a stroke of genius by the Giants just because yeah. Farhan Zaidi has a 
case or he's just got a tendency of finding these diamonds in the rough and, and getting the most out of them. And he's been productive in San Fran already. Um, but nowadays they're not going to end up getting too much for Sanchez and Frazier. And if they end up looking at those guys over trade and maybe that's a case of holding on to them too long, but I also can't fault them just because those guys were two players. They really felt were foundational pieces, especially with Frazier after they got him from Cleveland. They thought he was going to be the guy, and he's turned out to show signs of promise, but also a lot of struggles at the same time. He's having the most – I mean, I hope that you're not watching him every night. Like, I hope that that's not your life because it is ours, and it's like I, truly no one is more confusing in their backslide than whatever Clint Frazier has done this year. Um, before we sign off, um, just because we'd be remiss if we didn't, this is not Yankees-specific. Uh, we just want to make sure that we are sort of giving giving our fans the clearest possible picture of what they should be alert for as the deadline approaches. Now, we have mentioned, um, you know, not in terms of people who are available, but in terms of people who could maybe become part of conversations. The Buxton, you know, the name Buxton raised our eyebrows a little bit. Can you potentially give us three more big names all baseball fans should be looking out for at the trade deadline who they might not be thinking about yet? One of them, like I'll give you one off the top of my head, and that would be Ketel Marte. Um, mm-hmm. He's, I don't know if that's been speculated about at all with the Yankees, um, but he can speculated. Yeah. Have you? Oh, oh yeah. That. Let's go. Okay. That would end up being a guy. I think he could make a ton of sense because talented player. He's also signed for super cheap. Um, he, I believe he ended up signing his contract extension a couple of years ago after a family issue. And that was a big reason for him signing for so cheap. Um, so that would end up making a lot of sense. Um, but I'll stick with the other guy that I mentioned before, John Gray. Like, I don't know exactly how much he's been speculated about with the Yankees fans, but that would be a name I'd really keep an eye on. Um, do I know the Yankees are interested? No, but that call is going to end up happening. I'm very confident in that. Um, and he's going to end up being probably, as I said, one of the first players traded, and he makes a whole lot of sense for the Yankees because they need rotation help in the worst way possible. Um, I mean, they need help across the board. Don't get me wrong. That's I don't want to hide that fact, but um, those two players specifically, I'm trying to think of a third off the top of my head. Um, I guess would Story yeah. be your next guy? Is that like is he is he as good as gone? Could we just assume that he's wearing a different jersey come August first? I'll be pretty strong with this one story is going to be traded. Um, like I'm, I'm very confident in that it's just a matter of when, not if he's traded. So I'll keep him as my third guy, even though that's not the most um, like surprising answer in the world. It's probably the, um, the least surprising answer I could have given, but he's that good where I can put him on that list. Um, I think he's going to end up being probably the focal point of the Yankees trade deadline talks. If they remain in contention, which they are, and I fully expect them to, um, and heck, if they, as I said, I alluded to it before, if they can end up pulling off a great and, and story trade package, that's going to cost them an absolute boatload. Uh, <laughs> but if they can pull it off, that they absolutely should, as long as it makes sense, both from a prospect perspective and also the luxury tax, which I'm sure you guys are going to get sick of hearing about very yeah. quickly. If you aren't already, already oh, are. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just, I will sign off in one second, but just to clarify, do you know if they like any of our prospects, the, the Rockies are, are they, uh, outside of Jason Dominguez? Do they, do they like any of these dudes as much as we like these dudes? 
Um, I don't have the answer for that, but. What about I, other teams or other teams high on a couple guys that fans might not be entirely aware of yet? Yeah. Like I, I know last year that teams were scouting, um, the Yankees farm system pretty extensively. I'd heard a couple of different names, but I would imagine some of those guys in the major league roster, like maybe a Frazier type is going to end up intriguing some team just cause he's super talented. Um, and I don't, I don't think Sanchez is going to get that much over trade. So I would expect him to stay, but Frazier, even though he's struggled this year, I would imagine teams are going to scout him and, and try to bet on his talent where it's kind of a buy low situation. Yeah. Frazier intrigues us too. We, uh, trust me, we're, we're all intrigued by Frazier. We just don't, we just don't know in what capacity and why this is happening. Um, yeah, Robert, no, I'm trying to think of those prospects by the yeah. way. Uh, here, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, while I got you guys here, please. Cause as soon as I see their names, it'll end up popping up. True boots um, on the ground. MLB top 30. Yeah, I'll, I'll just list all the all the guys in the top thirty. Uh, <laughs> They're all on the table. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Floreal is one. Um, okay. And uh, Garcia for sure. That's uh, that's a guy that's definitely um, intrigued some teams. Even though he's kind of a smaller guy, I'm pretty sure he's only like what five nine. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. I think, he's... Five, I think it's five nine. Ben Intendi oh, height. Maybe you swap him for Andrew, and you just do a five nine five nine swap, and they trade <laughs> yeah. jerseys. I'm telling you, that that lines up for me. Yeah, five nine for five nine. That's, There's nothing left over. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll every share socks right now. I just have him do it. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, Andrew, these are your socks. They were previously worn by another small man, and uh, just <laughs> you're gonna have to get into these. Climb on in. These are yours now. Welcome to the pinstripes. Yeah, the clubhouse at 10s will be happy with that for sure. <laughs> yeah, share numbers. Uh, no problem. Um, Robert Murray, thank you so much for joining us, man. This was super eye-opening. Um, lot to look forward to. And obviously, crazy two months plus coming up. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to be back in touch and maybe touch base as we get a little closer to that deadline. Absolutely. And let's let's do this again for sure. And I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, of course, Robert. Tell uh, tell all the fans where they could find you on Twitter and uh, when your weekly is it. It's weekly notes that drop that you're putting out, or is it more frequently than that? Tell 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 them what they need to know. Um, yeah, my Twitter handle is by Robert Murray, um, and you can read my work every Monday on Fansite. It's called Inside the Clubhouse. I just drop a, a bunch of notes uh, going on around the league, and especially with the trade deadline coming up, you'll be seeing a lot of different trade speculation. And uh, I'm hoping to post a little bit more. Um, and uh yeah it should end up being a very good time but again i appreciate you guys having me thank you man we appreciate you dropping by for sure and we are going to be feverishly googling byron buxton stat cast profile and injury history even if you even if he's not on the table yet he's on our table now trust us there we go there we go i hopefully i don't set yankees twitter ablaze by mentioning buxton's name but hey that's uh teams will be asking about him i'm pretty confident in that one We believe it. Thank you, man. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.